with Wolfgang and Trent Condon. Real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 Fifth Champ. Hour number two, Trent and Wolfgang with you. Give us a call. You can join us at 515-264-1700. Time now for the Top 5 at 5. It's presented by Complete Auto Wraps. You have a vehicle, maybe looking to upgrade it, make it look a little sharper. My buddy Corby can help you out with that. It's Complete Auto Wraps. More information, completeautowraps.com, and also on the Facebook page. Uh, If you're a business looking to get some, maybe that'd be a good thing for you. You can put the drive on your vehicle. And then people, as you're driving around town, will will see it and say, hey, maybe I'll tune into this goober driving down Let's the road. Let's do it. I'll put it on my license plate. But is that, that's too many letters, just like I was having problems on my Twitter with that. So it's one, it's always one no, no, letter no, 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 too no. much. No, that, that's not what this is. This is for your actual vehicle. It is, you know, you'll, you'll see a business that'll be on there. That's what you can do with complete auto wraps. I love Nothing that with idea. your license plate. I love that idea. You're Let's in. Let's do it. Yes. All right. All I'm right. that easy, Trent. I'll make the phone call. Jeez. I'll make the call to Corby. CompleteAutoWraps.com. All right, let's get into it here, Wolfgang, and uh, make our way through the top five at five. Oh, I missed it. There you go. Number one. Better, better. All right. Would you like me to? Number one. There, you got it. You got it. All right, we're going to start first, Wolfgang, with college football. Urban Meyer and uh, Ohio State, of course, took the loss to Purdue over the weekend. Last night, I retweeted Barrett Salee. Barrett Salee with CBSSports.com, and he'd been digging around. He's a degenerate like I am. Offshore, there is betting odds of who the coach for the Buckeyes will be in 2019. Now, of course, Urban Meyer is still the favorite to be the coach next year, but you got the ridiculous from Jim Harbaugh at 40-1, to Bill Belichick at 50-1, to maybe the not-so-crazy Mike Vrabel at 20-1. to But the second-listed betting choice after Urban Meyer as Iowa State's Matt Campbell, Wolfgang, your reaction? This is the kind of thing I would say weeks and weeks ago, Trent, you felt like when we were bringing this up, we were trolling. It wasn't necessarily that we were trolling. It's that Matt Campbell is a really good coach. Mm -hmm. Um, It's that if that ever opens up, I just don't feel like Urban Meyer is in for the long haul, and I thought that before, and now that I watch him on the sideline, and I'm going to say this, Trent, right now, as I'm sitting there watching him on the sideline for the Purdue game, it's it's actually making me scared that we're going to see a, a heart attack live on the air. He is so stressed. His face is, his blood pressure has got to be out of control. It's one of those things where it's uncomfortable for me to watch. If they continue to show him on the sidelines, then I'm not watching their games anymore because he's about ready to have one live on the, on the field. Matt Campbell, do I believe that this is going to happen I told you they were mentioning Matt Campbell with the Browns job. Heck no. That's, stop it. Who's going to – that? that's ridiculous to even put out there, even though they did Why? term it long, you know, long shot. Yeah, a yeah. dark horse, if you will. Dark horse is how they how they refer to that in the Browns. But why is that ridiculous? And were we talking to Pete Futak, and he – Pete's funny. You know I love him, but he, he likes – he's very good at saying three times – three things at the same time, and I love that because I do the same thing, as you know. I just filibuster until I say everything, so I'm right, you know – but that would be a little ridiculous to take a coach that is now a Big 12 coach for three years that has no experience in the NFL. I would never want my head coach to have no experience in the NFL. It's a different, it's just a different landscape. You don't know what all the players, I mean, you can bring in an OC, you can bring in a DC, and he can just be the face, I guess. But to me, it's, 
it is a very big-time dark horse. And I want Matt Campbell here, Trent. Ohio State, will the job be open? I, I think it's looking more and more likely than it was even, like you said, a couple weeks ago. Urban looked pained. He seems checked out at times. You listen to him at press conferences after the game earlier this week. Sounds like a different guy. Certainly concerns over in Buckeye land. Number two. Next up, Wolfgang, let's jump over to the NFL. Tonight we have the Texans and the Dolphins. Yes, two teams with winning records. Both come in at 4-3. and three. But we're not talking about those squads. No, instead, we're talking about a trade we never got to earlier in the week. Amari Cooper is going to the Cowboys. Has Jera found his boy? Does, does he got a receiver that's <laughs> going to take the boys to the playoffs? He doesn't suck. Okay, I've watched him a decent amount. He doesn't stink. I believe this is his fourth year. Uh, been with the Raiders, who, had, if you don't know him, I've had him on my fantasy league, I think twice, so you watch him when you have him on your fantasy. You have these players on your fantasy, you watch him a little bit more, you see what kind of speed, what kind of routes they run, what kind of stats they put up. So three years, this is his fourth year. You're talking about a guy that was all pro, I believe, his second year, and pro bowl his first year. So three years, you're talking about a pro bowler, an all pro guy. I never thought of him as that good. That, that surprised me a little bit. Number four pick, I think, out of Alabama, if I remember right. So this is his fourth year. Why not, Trent? Why not? And I would like, if we have an NFL guy in tomorrow, and I'd like to ask you this, and so I can stop talking for a second and get your opinion here, Trent, but how, what does that mean? You're bringing in a pretty darn good wide receiver with a with a quarterback, Dak, that has nobody to throw to. I would think that be that would be good, but how fast can they connect? I don't know. How fast can he learn the playbook? By week this week, and then it's all hands on deck. The problem Mari Cooper's been his most effective in the slot. The one guy they have as a wide receiver that's at least been efficient this year, Cole Beasley. Where's he his best? In the slot. Don't think this is going to cure all the ills of that Cowboys offense. Number three. All right, let's go next uh, back to college football for a moment. Today it was announced that Notre Dame and Navy are going back over to Dublin again. <laughs> now, I don't think we're ever going to see... Iowa, Iowa State make their way across the pond to play a game, but what would be the best neutral site? Iowa, Iowa State, where would be the best place to ever play that if we would move it out of state and go to a neutral site? Oh, man. I, there's nothing like Dublin for the I mean, that the, makes me want to go watch them. Yeah, you're in? How? Oh, my, are you kidding me? What's the time difference there? I, are you? I, I remember when they played over there last time, and it was like a seven a.m. kickoff, something oh like God. that. I think that is so cool. I, you probably are not a Notre Dame fan. I'm not. I'm not pretending. I to grew be up Irish Catholic, and I hate Notre Dame. But I am. Yes, I'm Irish. And, so maybe I'm. I don't know. I don't like Notre Dame, but that is cool. That is so cool to me. I can't wait to watch that. And that's what year. 2020. 2020. That pumps me up. Iowa State, as far as that's concerned, the best play to play that. Would probably be somewhere where the, the Sunbirds are, right? The, the Unidome? The Unidome. Now, U- I, U.S. Bank Stadium? <laughs> the Unidome. Stop it. You're so... <laughs> stop it. Mohawk Stadium in Mesa City? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but Sawyer it, Field, no Sage? No. Not a whole lot of we've options. Done, we've done Soldier Field. <laughs> Iowa State's done. Kansas City and yep. Arrowhead. They, man, that always works. St. Louis? Uh, the crappy dome's still up. You know where I'd like to go? Lambeau? No. Where I want to play... Uh, where I want Iowa or Iowa State to some time play bowl games there and everybody will travel because I'm not trying to think of how long a drive it is and I've been there once and had the time of my life and I'm not even a huge country guy Nashville Nashville's a great town neither Love am it. I I do not enjoy country music but times I've been there it is an awesome town yeah Nashville certainly at the top of the list 
Next up, number four. To baseball. This one might be more for me. Rocco <laughs> Bedelli has been named the new manager of the Minnesota Twins. Career that began in Tampa, finished up in Boston, had uh, a syndrome that ended his career prematurely, battled a lot of injuries. But uh, an interesting story, a guy that's been a coach the last couple of years. Before that, though, worked upstairs, worked in the front office, very analytically minded, and uh, wanted across the league. Here's a concern, though. Wolfgang, mm-hmm. I'm a Twins fan. And for the first time in my life, one of my teams, a team that I root for, has a manager, a coach younger than me. Oh, God. Rocco Bedelli, 37 years old, a year younger than I am. Boy, old man moment today. Wolfgang, give me an old man moment from you. <laughs> That's a great question, man. I wish I had more time to think about that. That is great where you're like looking at somebody going, whoopsie daisy. You know, yeah. We, we went to, well, this weekend was kind of weird because it was um, parents' weekend, or what was it in Iowa City? Homecoming? No, it wasn't. It was homecoming. homecoming. It was homecoming, excuse yeah. me. Um, and that's the kind of joke on Twitter, I guess. None of the players actually know that it's homecoming, you no, know? No. And I had forgotten it was homecoming. Anyway, we were out, and we're at a bar that I used to go to 20-some years ago, and I'm there, and I just started having flashbacks. And I'm looking at all these people that, like, I should be their dad. Yes. And I had that. I was just like, oh, golly, man. Should we even be here? And then we walked 75 miles across town. That's why I told you I'm sore this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that made me feel old, man. Number five. All right, last one for you, Wolfgang. Uh, this week, Saturday, Ames, 11 a.m., Iowa State, Texas Tech. We know, obviously, about Brack Purdy. On the other side, Alan Bowman. Who's the better freshman quarterback, Purdy or Bowman? Haven't seen a ton of Bowman. Not going to pretend like I have. Um, but I, I love Purdy so much that I, I can't believe he's better. If he is better, mm-hmm. all right. Prove it. I'm ready to watch, man. I'm ready to watch. Going to be a good one. That's the Top 5 at 5 presented by Complete Auto Wraps. Looking to get your business out there, do it on your vehicle with Complete Auto Wraps, or just looking for an upgrade. Can do a lot of different ways to make your vehicle shine, look better, uh, some flat looks, all kinds of great things. Find the website, completeautowraps.com, for more information. Coming up next, we are going to Bristol. No, not Bristol, Tennessee, into a racetrack. We're going to Bristol, Connecticut. We're talking with Zubin Mahente, and I can see you're itching over there. You, you want to talk NBA, don't you? I want to talk NBA. I want, to, I want his opinion on Hawkeyes. I can't wait. Love Zubin, man. You asked two questions, and we're done maybe an hour later. <laughs> yes, we'll be in good shape there. And then we'll get ready for a busy, busy night in sports, NFL, college football, NBA, and a whole lot more. All to come. Zubin Mahente, he joins us next. It's The Drive with Trent and Wolfgang on 1700 The Champ. Wake up with the all-new morning show on 1700 The Champ. Taz and the Moose. Every weekday morning from 5 to 8. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's green, moron. Come on, move it, you clowns. 1700 The Champ. Right now, traffic. Right now, we have a gas main break on Cottage Grove Avenue at 28th Street. But currently, that's our only issue out there. No accidents or stalled vehicles. Drive safe out there, Des Moines, and have a great evening. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Hurry into Lowe's today for savings on everything you need to get started on fall projects, like overseeding and feeding your lawn. Plus, find savings to perk up your curb appeal with new mulch and fall plants. Whatever's on your to-do list, start now and save on what you need. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? 
you can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. The votes are in and the people have spoken. The majority of Central Iowa residents are sick of their old rides. Hey, Joe Clements here from Capital, Capital City Motor, Motor Company. Company. All these political ads are hogging the airtime and blocking me out, leaving me with absentee buyers and way too many cars. So I'm left with a huge election selection. That means you could save up to four grand on a nicer, newer car or rally your party for just ten bucks down. Cast your old ride aside and vote for a nicer, newer car today. Worried your credit will keep you off the ticket? Don't be my one and only for the people. Credit approval process means we want to say yes to to you, even if you've been told no before. So join the nicer, newer car party and get the car you deserve. Elect to drive a nicer, newer car and save up to four grand or just ten bucks down. But hurry, just like campaign promises, this deal won't last past the end of the month. I'm Joe Clements, and I'm your dealer for the people, and I approve this message. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University, one block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at ApprovedByJoe.com ApprovedByJoe.com www.approvedbyjoe.com some minimum requirements. I used to post to job boards that sent me tons of resumes. Just to find a few people who were right for my job. That old process was not, not smart. smart. Then I went to ZipRecruiter. Its technology scans resumes for me to find the right people. And actively invites them to apply. So I get qualified candidates fast. Smart. See why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. Based on trust pilot rating of hiring sites with over 1,000 reviews. It's one thing to be aware of breast cancer. It's another to do something about it. Here's to the heroes who lift each other up and make a difference. Who get out there, take action. Every step, every dollar, every voice matters. Join us in the fight against breast cancer and be a hero. Get registered today for the Susan G. Komen Des Moines Race for the Cure on October 27th and help us provide life-saving research and breast health services to women in our community. Visit ComenGreaterIowa.org slash DMRace to get registered today. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. 
build your business. At Sinorama of Ribbondale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia-urbandale. The Drive with Wolfgang and Trent Condon. Real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 The Champ. Back with you on a Thursday edition. It's The Drive on 1700 The Champ. Wolfgang and Trent here, and we are joined right now by ESPN Zubin Mahente. New deal in place, and well, congratulations again to you, Zubin. Back on the airwaves, 206 for us on ESPN and all the other channels. Congratulations to you, Zubin. I really appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, when I was working in Des Moines, I was working at Channel 5 from 01 to 05. Uh, you know, look, we would sit there and watch Sports Center college football final. I mean, I distinctly remember, Trent, this was a long time ago, 2000. You maybe when Iowa State made it to ninth in the country. Does that sound right? They made it to ninth in the yep. country in 02 and watching college football final at the time. I think it was like Reese, maybe Mark May and Trev Alberts were on the show. Old Trev Alberts from Cedar <laughs> Falls, as you know. Uh, you know, giving Iowa State a helmet sticker and then, you know, walking in 15, 16 years later and Reese being one of the nicest guys you could ever imagine has helped my career tremendously. So uh, it's been quite a journey, but it's great to be here. And obviously everybody in the media business is up and down, but I still believe this is the best place to work. For me, the fit is perfect for me. Um, There's no ceiling here. I'm in on sports all day like you guys are. You guys have a huge passion for it like your listeners do. So for me, if you're all sports all the time, and sometimes that's a detriment because I should probably be more well-balanced and have a little (laughs) bit more of a well-rounded life, but if you're all sports all the time, there's no better place to be than this place, no matter what anybody says. Hi, Zubin. This is Wolfgang. We're going to start off, if you don't mind, with the Hawkeyes, just because I'm interested as you as a national guy now, um, but you also have, I'm guessing, an eye on Iowa, so you're not going to bash Iowa. You're not going to maybe show them the incredible love that we need to have, but I'm interested over there in Bristol, um, Zubin, where, what are they saying about Iowa? Like, And then what are you thinking about Iowa? Because you have, obviously, some background with Iowa. They've finished in the top ten five times. Are you seeing similarities in this Kirk Ferentz team with those top ten teams that you saw back in the day? Yeah, from what I watch, and I try to watch as much as possible, Saturdays are, are uh, tough because we're watching so much stuff, but I always have an extra eye on Iowa and Iowa State. I just find them to be, and I'm not just a prisoner of the moment looking at the six-touchdown performance or what they did in terms of limiting Maryland in terms of snaps on Saturday. I just find them to be a little bit more offensively explosive than I ever remember. And I know, I mean, I got there in 01, and I'm guessing from that moment on to the moment we're speaking right now, people would still love to see Iowa open up the offense a little bit more than it has, especially with the way you see the game going. And not just in the SEC or the Mountain West or the Pac-12 where they're throwing it all over the place, but even in places like the Big Ten where Urban and Jim Harbaugh basically started saying, we need to start recruiting a different level of athlete. I think James Franklin has followed that at Penn State. Are there certain schools like Wisconsin and Iowa that are always going to play somewhat close to the vest, somewhat of the initial, usual, normal Big Ten standards? I think so. But I think I've seen here in the last four or five weeks a little bit more of a potent offense than I'm used to seeing, and I really like that. I, at the end of the day, I know Iowa loves developing guys. you got your Robert Galleries, you got your Chad Greenways, you got your guys that are coming out of nowhere developing into amazing players. But at the heart of it, I do think 
being more potent on offense, even if you're a defensive player, to be honest with you, is more palatable. If that's the way you get recruits. That's the way you can open it up. So I think from a macro sense, I really like that. What I'm really interested in from a national perspective that we talk about here is think about the amount of teams that are still in play for their conference championship games. You know, I remember Trent and I were talking before you guys started the show a few uh, weeks ago mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, the winner of the Wisconsin-Iowa game would be the de facto winner of the Big Ten West. But I don't think you can say that anymore. And you don't really know what's going to happen in the Big Ten West. You don't know what's going to happen in the SEC East. There's a possibility that Purdue could win the division. Northwestern could win the division. Iowa can win the division. Kentucky could win the East. Georgia could win the SEC East. Florida could win the SEC East. There's, I mean, Washington State could win the Pac-12 North. So I think what's more interesting from a national perspective is a lot of these teams that we quote-unquote counted out, like, oh, it's got to be Washington that's going to win the North, or the heavy favorite. If not Washington, then it's got to be Stanford. Or maybe it's Oregon's time if it's Herbert, and suddenly it's Washington State. So I think you see that a lot with the Big Ten West, the Pac-12 North, the SEC East, uh, and even uh, whoever's going to face Clemson in the ACC title game. I think that's yet to be determined, too. So I'm interested in Iowa's offense. I'm excited to see them open it up a little bit more. Obviously, having a pro-style NFL quarterback helps that a lot more than maybe, say, playing with some of the other guys that were effective, like Rudock or Stanley or Tate, but you knew weren't going to be full-fledged NFL players like Stanley's going to be. But the general notion that this thing is so wide open is still really intriguing to me. You know, Zubin, uh, speaking of college sports, over to college basketball and a hit on the finishing up of the case yesterday as the trial finishes, verdict handed down of guilty to the three players there uh, in involved in it. We still have assistant coaches. Their trial is going to be coming up here in a couple of months. Zubin, I, I, I just I continue to struggle. These universities that were called in, in the suit, they were the ones that were defrauded of all this. I'm struggling to wrap my mind around it. College basketball's right around the corner. I love college hoops, but this one uh, leaves me shaking my head at the very least. What was your takeaway from yesterday in the trial as a whole? Here's my thought, and I don't know if you guys agree with this. I agree with you. If you looked at a lot of the writing that the experts and the people that follow the sport were putting forth, the, the assumption seemed to be there was going to be not guilty pleas coming because the whole idea is muddy the waters, right? It's not just us. Everyone's doing it. This is the cost of doing business. We're being singled out. Rick Pitino's being singled out. And this is really not the way that things should work. Now, also, as a quick aside, as you guys are in the media, I was very surprised by the lack of people covering the trial. Uh, There just was not a huge media presence at this. And this has the ability to change the course of the sport and the way recruitment happens and the way violations are reported. And I just didn't see a ton of media attention until... The verdict was announced. Then there was a huge amount of media there. But on a day-to-day basis, there weren't a ton of people following the trial. And that could be part of the reason I think a lot of people weren't that invested in it. I heard Jay Bill say on the Dan Patrick Show last week, and I agree 100%. I'm interested in it. You are. Wolfgang is. Maybe some of your listeners are. But I would bet the overwhelming majority of your listeners that root for Iowa, Iowa State, Drake, or you and I don't care about this trial at all. And not because neither of the four schools were involved, but because we just don't care about it. When when the investigation was launched last October, everybody said it was going to cast a pall over the entire sport, and it didn't at all because mm-hmm. the average fan doesn't care about it at all. It's a media story. It's salacious, all that sort of stuff that kind of gets our attention but not the attention of the average fan. Yeah. Here's why I wasn't surprised by the verdict. If I could just say this real quick, Wolfgang. Yeah, no I wasn't problem. really surprised by the verdict from this aspect. The people on the jury did not know a lot about college basketball by choice. When they were making the jury selection, they basically said, have you heard of... And they would say a really famous head coach. And if you raised your hand, 
you were eliminated from the jury pool because what they wanted was people that didn't understand or know the inner workings of the sport. <laughs> so there was one point in the testimony where someone said, well, you know, this guy took this school to the Final Four, and they had to stop and explain yeah. what the Final Four was. Like, this is a big deal. Like, do you know who Coach John Calipari is? Oh, is he a big deal? Should I know who that guy is? And I think what happens is if you know too much about the sport like a writer, you look at it and say, listen, this is something we have all known forever. They can't convict these guys. I mean, this has just been out in the open forever, and now it's just coming to light a little bit. But what I think ended up happening was you got 12 people that just didn't understand what the sport is all about. And 12 people looked at it and said, something nefarious happened, for sure. In fact, the three defendants basically admitted something nefarious happened. We didn't break federal law. We just broke NCAA law. That was their defense, as you know. And if you take a bunch of people that don't know the inner workings of the sport, and you just ask them, did something wrong happen here? And the defendants are basically like, yeah, something wrong happened here, but you can't put me in prison for it. I think they just took the overarching perspective that this was shady, this was really shady, something happened that wasn't supposed to happen. These guys are doing things they aren't supposed to do, and we're going to convict. Now, I wasn't there at the trial. I wasn't in the jury room, obviously. But I think when you get a bunch of people that don't know the inner workings of the sport, and you're asking them to decide between right and wrong, it's very obvious to a layman or an expert that something wrong happened. These guys are here because they admittedly did something wrong. Should they have been convicted to transport? I'm not sure. But I think if you take a look at the composition of the people that were on the jury, it's pretty easy to see why they think something bad happened. I didn't mean to laugh. I wasn't laughing at you. I hope you know that. It just makes me funny when we have people on juries that know nothing about anything. I'm like, what lives do you people live? You know what I mean? I try to know a little bit about something, whether it's even gossip crap that people I like know or or if it's politics that I can't stand and have to pinch my nose at. But it's very funny that we're lo- looking for people that know nothing about any of these people's names that are huge. You know what I'm saying? If they don't know how to spell Coach K's name, I get that, Zubin. Yeah, K-R-Z-Y-E-W-S-K-I. <laughs> Bragger. I, 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 humble brag, no. I would say this, though. You know, you hit on a very salient point, Wolfgang, but part of it really comes down to where this trial was held. Now, they could have held this trial in Kentucky. They could have held this trial in Kansas. They could have held this trial in any place where they found nefarious activity. Maryland with Sylvia D'Souza or Kansas or Rick Pitino or Dana Altman. There could have been numerous places where they could have held this trial. But I think what ended up happening was they chose the Southern District of New York. You are going to get the most diverse jury pool Anywhere. Like, if you held this trial in Polk County, Iowa, yeah, you probably are going to get half the room to say they know who Fred Hoiberg is, or half the room to say they know who Steve Prohm is, or Fran McCaffrey, or Steve Alford, or Lute Olson, depending on the age of the person sitting uh, in the jury room. But in New York, where college basketball used to be big, but isn't big anymore, and remember, the Super Bowl was hosted by New York. The Seahawks-Broncos Super Bowl was hosted by New York. And there's a ton of New York that still doesn't realize it happened there. You know, there's so much going on in the city. Obviously, the game was in New Jersey and all that. But that place is so big and there's so much going on. And college basketball used to be a part of the fabric, but it really isn't anymore due to the struggles of the local teams. Plus 8 million people in the city, plus a hugely diverse population. College basketball, to me, you and Trent and your listeners is a big deal. But let's be honest, to the average fan, it's a niche sport for about, I don't know, 46 weeks a year and then six weeks a year people maybe start paying attention to it. So I think you hit a very salient point, Wolfgang, but I think the easy answer to that is if you take a look at where the trial happened, I think you could easily find a group of a dozen people in a city that big and that diverse that just don't know the inner workings of a sport that we love, but generally speaking is a blip on the radar for a lot of people outside of, say, one month a year. 
Zubin Mahente joining us from ESPN. Zubin, the NBA season is underway. The spit heard round the world, I, I, I guess. Uh, this has been uh, an interesting start. We know what the inevitable is going to happen, but not going to lie, I, I'd like to give you and Jim and now Wolfgang a hard time. This NBA season's already compelling. No question. And I think if you saw, to your point, what Steph Curry did last night, the yes. inevitable is getting closer and closer after that first quarter and then obviously the 51-point performance. I think at the end of the day, with this particular sport right now, what they really need to figure out a way to do, and I don't know if you agree, Wolfgang, is you want to not make it a fait accompli if possible. What's so great about college football? Nobody saw Purdue coming last week. Nobody saw that. Mm -hmm. Nobody saw Purdue coming last week. But in the NBA, it's basically Golden State, Houston, huge drop-off. Denver's playing well, but it's very early. They really haven't done anything with this group. And then it's Boston, Philadelphia, Toronto, huge drop-off. You think maybe we're overlooking Toronto, Zubin? What do you think about that with uh, Kyrie or uh, Kawhi there? Coach Nurse? Yeah. No, listen, I think that's a great, great situation but you just don't know if it's built for the long haul. The thing with Boston is Boston is built for the long haul because of the contracts that they have in place with Tatum, with Hayward, and Kyrie saying he is going to resign. The Sixers have all their young pieces in place with Embiid and Simmons. But as you guys well know with Nick Nurse and all that, Kawhi is basically right now the most expensive rental player in the league. So if I'm Philly, I'm like, we're set, we're going to build. If I'm Boston, we're set, we're going to build. If we can take Kyrie at his word. But if you're Toronto, you're putting all your eggs into this year's basket and saying, let's get close, let's win the East for the first time ever. Our biggest obstacle to winning the East is now playing in the West. Let's go for it. But you can't feel as comfortable because the centerpiece of what they're doing is completely up in the air. I don't think anybody in the NBA would be surprised, Wolfgang, at this time next year if Kawhi Leonard is not playing in Toronto. There would be absolute shock if Joel Embiid's not in Philly or Gordon Hayward's not in Boston or James Harden's not in Houston or LeBron is not in L.A. I don't think any of those even seem remotely possible. So I think that's Toronto's biggest deal. Their biggest fulcrum piece, the most important piece they have to becoming a long-term contender, can basically say, peace out, I'm gone after this year. That's not something the other teams, the elite teams in this sport, have to worry about. Zubin, I'm very happy to have you on because Trent and I have not even talked about this for one second, have we, Trent? The fight. No, no, not at all. Not even literally one second, man. I just, I could not wait to talk about this. So, I, And hopefully we'll talk about this a little bit later, but Zubin... We we were I was sitting and watching it with somebody, a mom, can I say that? And I agree with you. You don't want to fight. You don't want to do that. You want to throw punches. It's a bad look. We're sitting there, and we got kids around, and we're both going, that's a bad look, Zubin, bad look. Or is it really that bad? And then the kids left, and we went, that was kind of fun to watch. <laughs> I don't know if I should probably say that out loud, but we did say that out loud to each other, or I did. And I go, let's at least try to put ourselves in somebody else's shoe for once. If you're Chris Paul and somebody spits in your face, Zubin, it's really easy mm-hmm. to say not react, but... I kind of get it. You know what I'm saying? No question. You have to look at it from a couple of different perspectives, I think. One, Rondo is basically, you know, he's had trouble everywhere he's played, right? (laughs) He has, yes. He's going to be, right, literally everywhere he's been. Boston, problems. Pelicans, problems. I mean, Dallas, problems. I mean, everywhere he has played, it has been him that has been extricated from the situation. Now, that essentially means to me, hey, you can say, I had a beef with Chris Paul, I spit on him, I didn't spit on him, whatever. But at the end of the day, when you've been on team after team after team after team, and you have that sort of talent, 
guys with that sort of talent, most teams will usually just grin and bear it. Like, we're going to have to just put up with this because this guy is just otherworldly with the basketball. His basketball IQ is off the charts. But team after team after team after team has said, you know what, we tried this. It's not for us. Now, I will also tell you that I think once Chris Paul joined the Clippers, they got a lot more competitive. Once Chris Paul left the Pelicans, they kind of went into a hole, although now they're playing a lot better, though it's taken a few years in the addition of Anthony Davis to make that occur. So I would say on the surface, I'm more apt to believe Chris Paul just because I think he's a better citizen. He's the president of the NBA Players Association. That's not to say even an upstanding citizen can't have one bad moment. We all have a fit of rage we wish we could take back or something like that. But generally in this situation, if these two guys are mano a mano, I'm going to favor Chris Paul just because I think his reputation has been a lot better than that of Rajon Rondo. However, the one qualifier I would make is that if you do ask a lot of people within the NBA what they think of Chris Paul, there's a lot of guys in the league that think he's kind of like a phony. There's a lot of guys in the league that think he's a phony. Now, I don't know Chris Paul, and if I don't know him, there's no way I would say something like that. Um, Like I said, his play is spoken for itself. His statistics are great. You showed how valuable he was last year in the 6-7 and of the Western Conference Finals. He plays in Game 6 or 7. Do the Rockets beat the Warriors? I think it's a legitimate question. His talent's never been in question. He turned the Clippers into a completely different type of organization with Doc Rivers, but you get yourself into a situation where there's just enough people in the NBA that say that he's not what he appears to be. Now, I can't give you a definitive notion on that. I'm not on the road every day. I'm in the studio here. But both guys are probably at fault. Rondo's got the worst reputation of the two, but I don't think Chris Paul's reputation is as sterling as many people on the outside believe. Zubin, last thing for you. Speaking of the NBA, doubleheader tonight, intriguing. Two teams already with three losses. Oklahoma City. Who's zero and three? The Lakers at one and three. Way to put it, jeez. Who are you more concerned with? Who who should be more nervous here as we look at it on what October twenty fifth? Yes, uh, panic meter time. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. No, uh, I mean honestly, the real answer, not the cop out trend. The real answer is neither. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, Oklahoma City didn't have Russell Westbrook the entire preseason. Yes, he's coming off knee surgery on September twelfth. Yes, he played the other night. I believe it was Sacramento in his first game of the season. But this is a guy that is the absolute focal point of what they do, and they did not have him the entire preseason. Last year was a three-headed monster with Carmelo and Paul George and Russell. Now they have to figure out how to work it with two people, which is probably addition by subtraction if you've watched Carmelo's game over the years. But they still have to figure out how to make it work with those two guys on the court, and they did not have the benefit of the preseason or the early regular season to get it going. Uh, they've clearly made it known that we're rolling with Russ. You know, Kevin left and they traded James Harden. This is our guy. And when you have athleticism and speed as a huge part of your game and you don't get to establish any of that, you got to get into a rhythm. you got to jog before you run. you got to crawl before you can walk. So for a guy that plays at that level of athleticism, you got to let him find his bearing. So not having that opportunity in the preseason was a huge detriment to the Thunder. And I'm not surprised they started slow. And as for the Lakers, I mean, this is going to be the ultimate long-term project you know there's a reason that lebron every year when dan gilbert owned the Cavs would sign a one-year deal he wanted to keep gilbert's seat to the fire you better get me the guys you better get me the guys you better get me the guys or i'm not staying there's a reason lebron signed a four-year deal with the lakers because he knows this is not going to be a quick fix we are not going to meet the warriors likely in the western conference finals we're probably not better than the rockets we might not be better than the nuggets if the timberwolves didn't have drama we may not be as good as them utah's got a nice young core we may not be as good as them and who else in the West, like Portland, could maybe challenge them or New Orleans could challenge them? It is not unreasonable to think every single team I named could finish in front 
of the Los Angeles Lakers. So when you sign a four-year contract, you're basically saying without saying, fellas, it's going to take a minute. So I wouldn't panic if I was either team. Zubin, out of time for today. Enjoy it. Busy one and a, a fun Thursday in sports. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, guys. Zubin Mahente, ESPN. See him on SportsCenter. And a wide-ranging conversation from the local front to Iowa to the FBI to the NBA, to spitting <laughs> yeah. on people. We covered it all there, Wolfgang. I didn't mean to laugh at your NBA question. I'm sorry. I hadn't thought of that. You were taking the negative angle there with my Lakers, my LeBron. Not, I can't. Said, I almost said my Lakers, for God's sakes. But with the 1-3, and three, and then OKC, 1-3. Yeah. and three, I was like, 0-3. Oh it, that's not a bad angle at all. I didn't no? mean to, I was kind of laughing with well, you. Well, come so you know. on. Come on. Because that's Laughing at my questions. That's you know, I control your mic over there. I can just shut you down. You gotta right. be careful. You be careful over there. Yeah, All right, sounds good. I'm gonna turn off Wolfgang's mic when we come back <laughs> on the other side. I'll finish up the show. And we'll, we'll let Wolfgang talk. Back with more in a moment. It's the drive on 1700 The Champ. Back with you one final time, Trenton Wolfgang on the drive 1700 The Champ. Coming up tomorrow, we got high school football. The playoffs begin. We'll be in Waukee as the Warriors host Urbandale and uh, different setup this year. Still 16 teams in as it's been the last few seasons, but the big change is almost a pod system, if you will, four-team bracket, and then when they get to the semifinals, they'll reseed things, so very well could see a possibility, Wolfgang, of an all-Central Iowa championship in 4A. Of course, we haven't been able to get that. It's always been East versus West, so you ready for a little, oh, about- I don't know, Dowling Centennial for the title, Valley yeah. against Waukee? I mean, it, it could happen. You tell me your opinion on this. I'm sure you've given it billions of times. Mm-hmm. Not sure. I think the best teams, and I guess you got to think about travel. You got to think yes. about money. You do have to think about that. How much money does it? Is it different? I don't know. Probably a decent amount, right? It's a chunk of change to send teams across the state, and you got to pay yeah. mileage if you're the state, and those kind of things. And Ugh. you know, pretty much all teams anymore. They're not going by yellow school buses like we did, Wolfgang. A lot of these are chartered buses anymore. Yeah. I remember when we made the playoffs my senior year, charter bus over to Emmitsburg to get down 42 nothing at the half. Yeah, so, wasn't pretty. Wasn't yeah pretty. was that good for you? wasn't pretty. How wasn't good was that for you? Did they have the 50-point rule back then or no? Uh, uh, good question. And do you believe in the 50-point rule? No, is yeah, it still the same thing? 50-point rule, no. Now once it gets past 35, continuous clock. So you can be up 70, clock's just going to be running. That is that is fine with me. The 50-point yep. rule was un-American to me. My junior season, I remember our holder. He uh, was like our backup quarterback, but also the holder for PATs. We got up on somebody, 48 nothing, extra point to make it 49. It was homecoming. Well, he, quote-unquote, fumbled the ball. He dropped it on purpose. So he could try to run in for two and end the game. Yeah, he, he got in a little bit of trouble for oh. that one. And didn't get it. Didn't get it. And, and he's and, now coach where? And, and now she, he lives out in Arizona now these days. <laughs> coach you? What's his last yeah, name? Yeah. Coach you? No, well, not going not to out him here. Not going to out him. And we weren't even playing Clear Lake. It's unbelievable. <laughs> about that? Oh, uh, yeah. A little shit. Did you yet. find the 50-point rule un-American? I, I could not stand yeah. that because I think there's always a chance to come back. Now, is there – to me, if you're a second and third stringer or whatever – Right. You want to play. The, is that not what we're about, getting guys out on the field? I mean, there was a whole bunch of guys when you played up that were second and, second string or third string that loved it more than the guys that were just good at it. Right, right. Or, you know what I'm saying? Just because I'm, we're sitting here watching the Iowa-Penn State game or we're watching uh, you know the Steelers before and all, all these other teams, just because those guys are great at it doesn't mean they love it. Sure. They're just maybe really good at it. Taking that 
away from some of those guys, the second stringers or the and the like third stringers. I don't I, I never like that. The running clock I'm totally okay with. Get the guys more, you know, more reps and Maybe that adds to what they do the next year when they're out on the field and makes it love them, make them love it more than they do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I always had a big time problem with that, but yeah, I if it wasn't a money thing, and I understand if if, if we bring on somebody on and they they're like, well, this is what a charter you know bus costs. This is what mm-hmm. we'd have to stay up. Would we have to get a hotel room? This is what it would. I I understand that, but I would like to know that. Yeah, and and they're you know you want to stay away from rematches, you know. Teams from the same district, whatever it is. Teams that just played recently. So there's some wiggle room, but I like what they did. It seems like a step in the right direction. I like the RPI. I think there needs to be more elements added to it from what they've done. But overall, excited for it. And again, Urbandale, Waukee, our Central Iowa Game of the Week. Round one of the playoffs tomorrow night, 6.30 with the pregame and 7 o'clock with the kickoff. Could, who would we bring on to talk about some of this stuff? Would he be able to give us like angles on the money? Like if we did change <laughs> <On> the <this>? money, <laughs> yeah. Like how much the, the is money it coming in the parents? Because oh, I'm into that. I Do you have? You. And I'm not asking you your kids' age and who you're friends with and all that stuff. But I know people that do this the soccer stuff yes. and the traveling and yes. stuff. And unless you make a lot of money, man, mm-hmm. uh, your kid is not going to be on one of those traveling, you right. know, programs. So it's it actually is kind of a fun topic. Maybe we say that you know. For another time, obviously, there's so much to talk about yeah. now. But it, that's it a good does summer project. Yeah. yeah, put put that on the list. You got your notebook over there. I do. I got my notes. I I actually take notes. Trent, you've seen me write them down now. I, I have. You write because it, you know what it does. It you write them on a napkin more. though, like some kind of goober over there. Can't you get a notebook? Look at look at my beautiful notebook, color coded every day. I got yeah. notes from all over the place. No, I, I use my notes in my oh. iPad. The notes well, in the I iPad. I see you sometimes writing on a napkin over there. Wonder what's going on. That's so that we have five minutes to kill right now, and you just make fun of me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm really that. I'm really that uh <laughs> well we got to jet out of here because in a couple minutes we got the kickoff west virginia baylor right around the corner that's a six o'clock kickoff so gotta hurry home for that i'm excited for it got more college games va tech georgia tech i don't know if that does anything for you i'm all about the sun belt tonight <laughs> yeah, yeah i think i heard you and ken <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta, i'm not sure what you were saying i'm jumping on to, just I'm, like I'm, i did ju- georgia southern tonight yep i'm jumping oh, aboard God with help them. Me, really I'm, I'm grabbing it was up to 11 when i fired at it earlier today so grabbing the points over appy state nfl dolphins texans two teams with winning records if you watch them you sometimes you wouldn't be able to tell but what gets you going the most i, I know you're fighting lebron's so are going to be out there you'll be dialed into uh, that and I will late night tonight probably watch the second half of that against the Nuggets. What's uh, what's on the agenda for you this evening? What I'm finding out, and you probably already know this, I'm recording everything now mm-hmm. because I don't want to wait and watch a four-hour game that I can get done in two. Or, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just finding that out. I want to watch games give you my real opinions versus reading crap because I don't I, as you might know now, Trent, I don't have the same opinions as everybody else. No, I've, I've noticed. Okay. I've noticed, yes. Right, wrong, 79% wrong, whatever. I don't care. But I do have different opinions than most people if I actually watch the games. And so I'll yeah, I'll record LeBron. West Virginia is an interesting thing as a Cyclone and a Hawkeye fan. What does West Virginia do the rest of the way? I have not seen Baylor play once. Do you have a play on this game or no? Uh, I like Baylor. Corey Brewer, a really good quarterback who continues to evolve in his sophomore season. You know, I Baylor a couple weeks ago was one of my picks against Texas. They're improving. They're they're getting there. Matt Rule taking over for what happened under Bryles, also changing what they're doing philosophically as an offense. They're still going to throw the football a ton, but he's more of a demanding physical kind of guy, likes to play in the trenches a little bit more, and they're certainly beefing up that defense. So, you know, I, I see the line. It's a couple of touchdowns. I I don't know. Thursday night games are a little weird. I'm, I'm not making a bet on that game, but 
that was a surprise to me. I, I didn't think it would be quite that high. Maybe it was just because of what we saw two weeks ago, though, in Ames and just how bad Iowa State made West Virginia look that day. And it, Yeah, I almost said if you're a Dork Hawkeye fan. No, this is when it starts mattering. The teams that played teams that played teams that played teams. We laughed yesterday about watching Reese Davis, right? Or whoever was on ESPN, totally giving Iowa credit for beating who? Iowa State Cyclones. Mm-hmm. God bless America, folks. I mean, Iowa State, you are finally getting reputation as a good program. Um, finally, I'm not sure it was... You know, I don't I don't think there's any finally about it. I don't think Iowa State has been a really good program that you would get no. credit for actually winning a game. The last two years, if you beat Iowa State, you got something. Matt Campbell's doing something over there, and that means a lot that a lot of the national guys... I know some people poo-poo me when I bring up the polls, Trent. I bring up the AP poll, yeah. or I bring up the... It doesn't matter. Um, it does to me, and I understand that you say that it doesn't matter, and I've got all sorts of friends that, I mean, you guys can just kiss each other on the mouth if you'd like. Because I don't you, need to. You, you have the same same reaction every time I say that on Twitter. Everybody gets outraged that it doesn't matter. It does to me. I like to know what the national people, if they're actually getting paid millions of dollars to do their job Who's and watch their games. getting paid millions of dollars? The guys on ESPN College they're Game not, Day. They're not, the, uh, they're not part of the A people. But I like to see if, if they recognize. That's why. You're talking about newspaper reporters, and I'll tell you, they're not making millions of dollars. I agree with you. But I'm also watching Game, game Day. I'm watching uh-huh. other uh-huh. shows. I'm listening to other podcasts. I'm listening to Solid Verbal back in the day. I used to listen more than yeah. I heard it for a long time, actually. Um, other podcasts. And I'd like to know, do you guys see what I see right now? Zubin Mahente, do you see what I see right now? Um, other national guys that at least used to have an eye on our the, uh, the state of Iowa, Iowa State and Iowa. Mm-hmm. Do you realize what I was doing here? I may end up looking like a fool. All right? This is what I'm saying. I was kind of good, folks. You better pay attention. Am I saying I was winning out? That's not what I'm saying. But they're they're a legit freaking team, man. And if you're poo-pooing them and not talking about Iowa, sorry, does Iowa have a great But they win? are talking about them. They are talking about them. And they are in the conversation now. You mentioned the solid verbal. I listened to it this morning on my drive. And yes, and the first game that they talked about was Iowa-Penn State. That's what they talked about first. Now, Ty Hildebrandt is a Penn State alum, so maybe that's a reason for it. But yes, he that was the game they talked about. You flip on College Football Live, what are they talking about? Iowa-Penn State. It is relevant. Here's the thing. Iowa's next three games are against three teams that all beat them last year. Oh, dude. We feel like they are better. This is a better football team than they were a year ago. Prove it. And it starts Saturday in a winnable game. As good a stadium as Beaver Stadium is, as great of an environment as it is, this is a winnable football game. I don't think there's any feelings here. They're always with feelings with me. There's always feelings. But there's hardcore eyeball looking. There's hardcore analytics if you go and search for it and see what I was doing this year. This isn't about feelings with this Iowa team, I don't think, Trent. I don't think we're making anything up here. This is an, oh, geez, I want some in-state school to be good, Iowa or Iowa State. I think Iowa's good, and I think Iowa State's good. Forget mm-hmm. about Iowa State's record. I mean, there you had some analytics that showed they were a little Top- higher than I even I would put them, but Iowa State's no joke. No, not at all. Uh, that Vegas numbers that we talked about, kind of a compilation, had them a 22nd. One of the power numbers that I look at has the ninth in the country. It's a good football team. We have good football in the state. Going to be a lot of fun here. And a couple of big ones this week with Penn State for the Hawkeyes and Texas Tech for the Cyclones. With that, we're out of time. Just like that, two hours flies by, doesn't it, every single day. 
Same bat time, same bat channel tomorrow, man. Looking forward to it. We'll get pumped. We'll do our picks. Yes. The, uh, what, what are we calling it? Uh, we've got like three different names for it. Maybe we should settle on one or should we just go for all three? Yeah, whatever comes <laughs> up. Wait, straight cash, homie, right? I like that one. I bet the farm. I thought that was fun, too. I mean, we got we got plenty of them, man. Straight cash, homie. That's the one I like. Okay. It's straight okay. cash, homie. Tomorrow, we'll look to make you money after last week where Wolfgang made you 600 bucks if you jumped aboard with him. I made you 450 We'll try to do it again. We got $1,000 of fake money we'll be playing with tomorrow <laughs> and try to make you some cash. That'll come up from 4 until 6 o'clock here on The Drive on 1700 The Champ. We get the day started every day at 11 a.m. Myself and Ken Miller. Over your lunch hour, Jimmy B and TC from 1 until 2. Five hours of local programming, and well, it's a football Friday. Four more with high school football tomorrow night. It'll be a busy one for your boy TC. Thanks to everybody out there for listening in. Back at it again tomorrow on 1700 The Champ.